Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends, the show where those those of us from the comic book and game store Level Up Entertainment invite friends on each week to discuss a topic we care about. This week we're continuing our month-long Halloween spooktacular by looking at the annual Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. I'm your host, Scott, not so fine, and joining me this week is Kayla Whalistish. Hi, everybody. Uh, as, as Scott said, I'm Kayla Whale, Whale-itch. It's hard to say. It's actually Wallach. We're trying to be silly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, uh, you can find my work on um, Instagram at Star Savior Bunny or at This Is Radio Flash. I'm excited to speak with you all about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yeah. So to start us off, uh, I think it's fair to say this is our Simpsons are probably our favorite TV show of all time. I think so. I yeah. think so, man. I think it's finally. As I got older, it's kind of gotten up there. I think it's number one. Yeah, uh, it's, it's. I mean, you know, of a certain age, I definitely grew up with it. You're a little bit younger than me, so you probably don't even remember a world that didn't have The Simpsons. So true. Yeah, uh, that's what you think about. <laughs> but not counting the Tracy Ullman shorts, it's the same age as my brother, uh, which is crazy. And that's still going. Um, yeah. But, you know, so it was this big, big part of my life growing up. And the, the Treehouse of Horror episodes uh, always stuck out in particular. Um so the first couple, like, so the first one was in, uh, I think, 1990. I was looking this up earlier. So mm-hmm. I was like four going on five when they the first one came out. And Marge comes out uh, and mentions how scary the episode is. And like the first couple of years they did it, they legitimately scared me, mm-hmm. even though it's a silly uh, comedy cartoon for adults. And, you know, I was five, so I shouldn't have been watching it anyway. <laughs> um but I, because of that, they always stuck out like in my brain, like more, even more so than the average episode, even though the average episode was still really good yeah. um, back then. But do you remember when you first started watching uh, The Simpsons and maybe the Treehouse of Horror episode specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think like, I can't remember, I mean, I can't remember a time where we didn't stop every Sunday night at eight o'clock to watch we all sit down and watch the simpsons together that was kind of like i remember always feeling like a little depressed that it was sunday night and the weekend was over but like so excited that you know that it's not officially over until we have our like weekly simpsons watching session um but yeah like you were saying like i was looking at the dates today too and i was like oh my god wait how did i even watch some of these because i wasn't even um conceived <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or no, I wasn't even born I was conceived I was be- yeah. I was baking let's say yeah. um but uh so I was kind of thinking that through and I was like I, I wonder they we must have my dad must have recorded them on tape or something and we would just like watch them every year as like a tradition in addition to the new one um but it, it feels like it feels like I actually was watching them at the time, but that can't be the case. Um, but I, I agree with you. It kind of felt like every time, every time it came around, like, especially when I was little, I was like genuinely scared of them. And it kind of mm. felt like, oh, I know I shouldn't watch this because it's going to give me nightmares, but I can't not watch it. And it just felt like this weird, like forbidden thing. Like I felt like I was in like this cool club, like yeah. watching them, even though. And I will say over the years, they got more and more like gory and gruesome because I, I, in preparation for this episode, I spent most of the day just kind of watching them uh, from the beginning onward. And then, you know, The Simpsons at a certain point, I think kind of loses everybody and I stopped getting interested and continuing to watch it. But um, it's, it's funny just watching like the first few episodes are really bloodless. 
Yeah, they're innocent kind of, right? Yeah, in a way. Like even when they had like zombies killing the town, like you don't really see anything. Now it would just be like guts going. That's like all it is now. Um, Because like one of the more recent ones that I saw when they came out was like, hey, in this episode, because they're out of continuity, Sideshow Bob kills Bart. And I was like, that one is messed up. I, I just like, watched that one too. <laughs> I was like, you know, at the time I was like, all right, I'll watch that. And then it just kills him over and over and over again. Gross. And he's like horrifyingly just, they're just gross. It wasn't even fun to watch. I was like, oh. Um, just sick. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I guess the creators just have been sick of hate. Like I've just been hating Bart for years and just took <laughs> Uh, in the one episode but yeah no it's, it's it's been a big part of uh the simpsons in general has been a big part of uh forming my sense of humor as i grew up but i know even lapsed fans like because even then i'll still occasionally watch uh, a treehouse of horror episode mm. just to see even though i don't watch the show at all anymore um but i think that says something to its like enduring legacy um so I want to, think, to talk about why we think it might be it might still be like an annual tradition to this year, not just for the creators of the series, but for you know people to watch. Like it's not Halloween unless you watch Treehouse of Horror. Um, I think one of the 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 reasons for that might be um, well, one everyone loves Halloween. Yeah, I and mean, we don't want to watch something like that this time of year. <laughs> Everybody wants to get into the spirit, no matter like we. <laughs> We were just like flipping through Netflix and I, I will sit down and watch anything Halloween related, even if it's like God awful, like the Netflix uh, original films. Some of them are just like so bad to watch, but I'll watch them anyway. Yeah. Or like even like kid programming. So I think it's just like people love Halloween and like they're always going to sit down and watch it. Yeah. The other thing I think uh, they are allowed because they're like out of continuity stories it allows them to be really creative. Mm -hmm. So they're so much more interesting, not just in like the settings and things that they can put their characters through, but like even just the visuals and stuff they can do. Um, like we'll get into it later when we're talking about, we have, we brought our, our top episodes. Um, we'll talk about them more in detail later, but like, you know, just watching it, like even the one where uh, Ned Flanders is the devil and Homer goes to hell. There's mm -hmm. so much creativity in, in the look of it and like how things are shot and when he's tumbling down. Um, that it's really interesting to watch. You, shows just like, especially then, didn't really do stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that that, um, I think that that kind of is maybe what like newer newer seasons are lacking a little bit. I think when you when you really sit down and you start to watch like all of them in a row, like you like you did, and I had just done that like a week ago, like sat down and just watched them all, and it's just like you're right, like those. First, like I would, I argue up to like the first 12, there's just such creativity in each of the scenes and just the way that they're drawn. And like, I appreciate when they, I mean, they're always pulling things from pop culture, which is also, I think another reason why it's enduring because people mm -hmm. you know, love easy, like easy references that they can, they're easily recognizable. They're fun to watch. They kind of like take, they pull from all different aspects of pop culture. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. But I feel like in those first couple of episodes, their their story, they're not afraid to like write their own kind of stories. And I think that that is, um, yeah, you just love to see like the characters be in these weird situations that they don't always get to be. I mean, you could say that they're like pretty much in their normal routine, they're kind of being put into weird situations, but like yeah. fantasy situations where like, 
you know, they're, they're killing each other and stuff, but you know that they're going to be alive the next time you see them, you know, it's just kind of fun to watch them out of context. Yeah. I forget who coined the term one of the, cause I watched all the commentaries for this, mm-hmm. the, the classic seasons. Cause I, I love them so much, but I forget who coined it, the term of uh, flexible reality that they live in. Mm-hmm. Like for the sake of a gag, like they'll change the like location of places or how much money the Simpsons have or don't have. Right. Um, but, you know, as long as the characters, they stay true to the characters, that then it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the things I, you know, I think the better ones, even though they'll pull from, like, even a specific movie, but they'll pull from different pop culture. But, like, the segments will still kind of stand on their own. Like, you don't have to have watched um, either I Am Legend or The Omega Man to right. enjoy the Omega Man se- segment. Yeah. Are you it's, kidding? It's, it's still good on its own, which is something I don't know if the newer ones, like, really get away from it. I think they're a little too close to whatever they or their 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 jokes are a little too much like you need to know what they're talking about with stranger things or whatever. Right. I agree. You lo- you lose it a little bit. You're right. I think um cuz you know they'll use they'll use one kind of idea as the as the main it felt like they would use one idea as their main kind of concept to kind of like build the story around but then they pull from all different films in that kind of like trope or whatever and like piecemeal it together and I think that's like dial z for zombies like mm-hmm. it has a little bit of every like classic zombie movie kind of trope in there and I think that that's like why it works so well because they're just like you know it's just pulling like I said a little bit from everything that like people can enjoy or like yeah their favorite I, movie. yeah and that one specifically is just the zombie genre it could have easily been like you know night of the living simpson and right, just been like right. oh no they're stuck in a farmhouse and it could have just been that mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm especially since it's in public domain. So you could just have shown the movie in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I again, we'll, we're going to get into our top segments uh, later on and then we'll get into those a little bit more specifically. Um, spoiler alert. I have stuff to say about Z for zombies and stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so with that, um, what would you say makes a, is, is, you know, goes into making like a good Treehouse of Horror segment in your opinion? Yeah. Okay. So this, I, I loved this question. I really like sat down and thought it through um, because I think, I think the reason that the first couple are, are kind of like the ones that everybody can agree are just like, you know, hands down awesome episodes are because they they're timeless. Like you can sit down and watch it at any point in any year and enjoy like what, the story is being told and I think that like the ones that stay more true to the actual theme of like just Halloween in general like are mm-hmm. kind of more like classic Halloween ideas um tend to make good segments as opposed to like the ones in more recent times seem to be just like movie parodies they're not necessarily creepy or spooky or scary yeah. and that's kind of like why we're trying to tune in we're trying to like enjoy the holiday specifically mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when the segments stay true to that, especially in the, especially the first couple where it's like, we have, I mean, and we'll talk about wraparounds, I'm sure, but like yeah. where they have the overarching story of like the kids trick or treating or telling the stories in the treehouse, it keeps like reminding you of like why you're tuning in, you know? And I think that those, those kind of like hints and nods and seeing how this family would celebrate this holiday, make that kind of like even more special in a way. I will say I do miss the wraparounds. I know they got rid of them because uh, they made the shows actually shorter now. Mm-hmm. So they could fit in more ads. So they just didn't have time for them anymore. And like, 
I, I, they always added something like, I love the night gallery one. Like they don't have to be, cause they usually kind of grounds it in like their world. Cause it's called Treehouse of horror. Cause in the first one, like the kids are in Bart's treehouse telling horror stories and Homer happens to overhear them. <laughs> um, but you know, and then it's just since become a thing, which I've noticed it's funny that the title screen always says the Simpsons Halloween special and then like the numerical number for it. Right. Even though the episodes are called Treehouse of Horror and then the numerical number. So I just, I find that interesting in my rewatch is I just always remember them as Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, cause it's such, it's such a good name. It's so like, it's sweet. It's sweet and innocent at the same time as being like, you know, like you don't really know what you're getting into until you sit down and watch it. You're like, oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I used to collect the comics as a kid growing up. Like Simpsons yeah. comics was my thing, but they would do, and they still, until they stopped publishing the books uh, a couple of years ago, they would do special one shot every year, just, you know, Treehouse of Horror, whatever the year is. Um, and I would occasionally pick them up because it'd be like something like, I think one of the last ones I got is because it had like a Ghostbusters parody in it. And I was like, all right, I kind of want that uh, stuff like that. Um, even though like, I, I am going to complain that they, they go too hard into the parody sometimes, but I think it always comes down to execution. Cause when I was coming down and making my list, like some of them I like so much because there's, there's such homages to specific movies. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, but you definitely end up liking certain ones that maybe, you know, aren't as like, aren't super well-made just because it's like, playing into something that is another interest of yours like that happens yeah and then i love you know uh twilight zone and most of the episodes if they're not a movie you recognize they're actually a twilight zone episode uh jumping off point right um but what makes them great is you don't need to have seen that like mm -hmm. you don't need to have watched uh terror at ten thousand feet to enjoy terror at five and a half feet right you know uh or um or you know the talking tina episode to like the one um uh, oh i've got the clown without pity is what it's called one with the evil crusty the crown clown doll um <laughs> yeah i i think that um oh i lost my train of thought uh, it'll come back <laughs> it's fine but i think what i think what pete they need to to, to to get the right balance of humor and the horror um because like even though i was really scared from the early episodes like they were funny too yeah. and that kind of kept you feeling safe mm -hmm. uh, you know like I, I remember bad dream house it's in the first the first one the am I, at the time i didn't know what it was but it was an amityville horror thing where they go in a house and like the walls are bleeding and trying to like they're trying to it trying to make them kill each other like i remember being really freaked out by that but then like you know there's a portal to another dimension and homer throws an orange in there <laughs> yeah. and then the other dimension throws a note saying don't throw your trash in here you know like like goofy little things like that that i i was able to kind of like latch on to and enjoy yeah or the twist or the twist at the end of the the to serve the the to serve man part you know oh. with kang and kodos in their first appearance um <laughs> oh and kang and kodos is also you know i mean we know they're in every every season but as long as they're there i'm happy <laughs> like they uh, i'm not always one time they went on the jerry springer show and i'm like this is oh come on <laughs> um, live a little scott <laughs> but and going down my list one of my my one of my all-time favorite ones is very kang and kodos related not yeah. to give anything away um i also think and i could be wrong but i feel like at the at the beginning the music in the in those initial episodes are just 
it's so good. Like the music is so good. And it's just like, you can tell somebody really sat down and like thought that through so well. And I feel like in the, in the later, the, like the more recent ones, I'm sure the music is there, but it doesn't feel like it's as like integrated into the storylines as maybe like, you know, they are at the beginning with like the yeah. weird like theremin sound effects and stuff. No, it, it's really atmospheric <laughs> and it's called um, like Weird Al, I think coined this term of genre parody rather than just parodying like a, a song like the example is like dare to be stupid is like a genre party parody of like uh, a devo album <clears throat> even though it's not specifically a devo song that he's doing it it's it's in that style mm-hmm. and i think they would definitely spend a lot more effort trying to like kind of recreate that feeling of the stuff that they're trying to uh, emulate yeah and that and that goes a long way and, and again it also helps them make feel timeless um but with that, would you like to get into our top 10 uh, Trios of Horror segments? Yeah. Oh, I did have one more thing to yeah, say. What's up? Good, a good segment. I, I think that some of um, the most successful segments are where we have the family kind of working in their dysfunctional but very sweet kind of way together to like solve the problem. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. um, like that's what I tune in the show for because I feel like even though the Simpsons are a crazy family I can see like little parts of my family and I'm sure everybody can see like little parts of your family like within their um system and I think like it's just like really fun to like kind of imagine like your family in the situations they're being put into and see if like you would have the same kind of sense of humor that they have. Or oh like, no, my, my family you know, would get killed way faster than they ever so. did. You just yeah. kill each other immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think like when they're not, you know, as opposed to playing like um like a like a character in a parody where you're kind of trying to mimic somebody else, like I think the best segments are when they're just like being themselves and put into weird situations. Like that's successful for me. Mm-hmm. I love to just see them be themselves. Fair enough. I was watching one of the more uh, recent ones. I remember watching the first half of this uh, when it was new, but I guess I never finished it. I think I was at a, a, a restaurant or something. They had it on the TV. Um, but like I watched the ger- geriatric park one just because oh, it's yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It felt like stupid and like Jurassic Park's not, really, not even really a horror movie. No. I, mean, I will say that the, the it's really tense in certain parts, and I do think the T Rex breakout scene well, yeah. is is the one, of the, best, the one of the best monster movie see, like scenes of all time. But I don't know, just sometimes they, you know they lose a little bit when it's just like straight up when it's when it's not as horrific. I mean, I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite when we get to some of my list because some of them are really much more sci fi than they are horror. Right, right. Um, but I don't know. I, like I said, it always kind of comes down to execution and just I don't know. I felt like it really. They're like, what haven't we done yet? And it's like, eh, we haven't done dinosaurs. Let's just do yeah. that. It's like you guys are, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm always going to sit down and watch them. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, and also in research for this, I was reading a lot of reviews for, for the episodes as they came out. I was just to kind of get a feel for like what people were thinking about them then. Because I'd, I'd fallen off like the regular watching of the Simpsons train like 20 years ago. So, Jesus, it's so old. <laughs> um, it's so old. But, but um, I don't know. Some people, someone coined the term. It's like they keep coming back to it because they they want to they want to really enjoy it. But it's like become their an- annual disappointment. Yeah. They do every year, and I'm like, that's you know, 
as it doesn't have to be, especially these episodes, because they're not, you can, you're not constrained by anything. You can do whatever you want. Right. But I, I think they think too small now because um, there's still tons of things they can do. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that when we get there. <laughs> well, let's get into it now. You want to start us off with your number 10 segment? Yeah. Okay. So I, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that a lot of these, I picked my top 10, but it was really hard to rank them. And I also made a runner up category. <laughs> so <laughs> well, when you told me you made a runner up category, I also did. So we'll go Good. to honorable mentions at the end. Awesome. Okay. So my number 10, I tried to I tried to be fair and pick some things that happened after those, like, you know, first, like six or seven seasons. Um, and I was kind of like going through the list and I always ended up landing on the Island of Dr. Hibbert. And I think that this segment is like, just, you know, sorry, my cat is in the, is it wants to be a part of it. No, it's no um, problem. <laughs> that I, uh, I love that they're kind of pulling from a classic like story, right? Mm -hmm. of like the evil scientist living on the island and um you know doing experiments on humans but i think the the reason i really love this segment is because i just love the way they draw all of the townspeople like animals <laughs> i think yeah. that, that and just like the way they they play their normal character into how they would be as that creature i think mm -hmm. is really awesome and i love that they made homer a walrus at the end it's like the perfect fit for him <laughs> The only one I remember is I remember Marge is a blue cat. Yeah, she's a blue cat and she's adorable. Like I just love her as a blue cat. She's so cute. <laughs> but That's yeah, the I only one I remember uh, specifically who was what. Homer's a walrus. Lisa turns into an eagle. Is Bart is a spider who, in his web, writes "Eat my shorts." Of course. Okay. I was. Say, <laughs> I couldn't remember if he was a bat. No. Uh, yeah, he is a bat at some point, but not in that no. one. <laughs> Well, yeah. I know he's a bat in one of my episodes. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about bringing that one up specifically earlier when I was talking about Geriatric Park. But that, mm -hmm. the, the the Dr. Moreau one, that, you know, where's Dr. Hibbert instead, I think started a trend where it's like, we're going to take the townsfolk and just make them like animals mm -hmm. or like some sort of monster. And like, I, I, it's just something I've noticed. Like they do a lot mm -hmm. in the later seasons. I don't have any comment on it other than I've noticed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my number 10, and is the, the latest, as the most recent one on my list, is uh, Terror of Tiny Toon. Um, mm. It's from Treehouse of Horror 9 in 1998. Um, that's the one where Bart and Lisa get stuck in an itchy and scratchy cartoon. Yep, yep. Um, I just love the idea that they're in the cartoon and itchy and scratchy are doing their thing. And they laugh at them like they do on TV. And then they're like, they're laughing at your pain. That's messed up. And then they try to team up to teach them a lesson. <laughs> um, but it, it's so full of like wacky cartoon hijinks because they're in this cartoon world within a cartoon. Mm. Um, and I also love that Poochie shows up for a brief, very brief cameo. <laughs> um, right, he does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Poochie. Uh, but it also ends on, you know, the, you know, itchy and scratchy come to the quote unquote real world with them at the end. And they put uh, Itchy in a cage and he's running on a hamster wheel. And Scratchy falls in love with their cat. So they go to get him neutered. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's just something about it. It's a lot of fun. And it's very like Tex Avery-esque with it's like wacky over the top cartoon violence. And of course, it's fun to see them like flip through the channels and then Bart and Lisa being on like Regis and Kelly and stuff. Yes. Um, but that's my number 10. It's a good one. What's your number nine? 
My number nine is Easy Bake Coven. And I okay. love Easy Bake Coven because I feel for Marge. I feel like she never gets to be the subject of anything really. Um, and when she is, I feel like it's, I, I love Marge as a character. I think she's totally underrated. Oh, so do I. I, I feel like the writers at a certain point forgot what to do with her. Yeah. So they just made her in, like a nag. Exactly. And she's not. She always had like a really dry kind of sense of humor, you know, and just, I think that she, especially, I don't know, just watching all of these old episodes, like I feel like she also had a lot of awesome jokes and they kind of just like left that to the side at some point for some yeah. reason. I just think she's neat. Yeah. I love Marge. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, and I also am just, I mean, shocker, I'm sure love. I'm a good, I'm a fan of a good witch story. I love mm -hmm. witches. Um, and anything that's kind of historical. I love that they kind of play into the, they, I loved, I've always loved the episodes where they go back in time or they play off literature or mm -hmm. honestly, the only thing I know about the Bible is things I've learned from Simpsons episodes. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Cause there was that Treehouse of Horror-esque anthology episode. I can't remember what it's called, <laughs> uh, but like where they're sleeping in church and they're dreaming like. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> but yeah, Easy Bake Coven. I always love to watch Easy Bake Coven. And again, it hits on that classic Halloween where they at the end. So basically they're in Salem, right? And they're trying, they believe that Marge is a witch and they put her through the witch test. If she like, if they throw her into the river and she drowns and she was human, but if she saves herself, she's a witch. She saves herself. And I love that she's just like this classic like green witch and she still has her bouffant, but it's like black and like, and like spiky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's just like really badass. And um, she goes back to her little witch hut and Selma and Patty are there and they're witches too. And basically they, the townspeople know that they're trying to eat the kids, but in the end they um, actually invent trick-or-treating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just love that it kind of like, and it was the last segment in that season's episode. And I just love how it kind of like wrapped it around to like a nice kind of like ending that was able to like tie it back to the overarching idea of like, hey, remember it's Halloween, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, I also love that like, so they, so instead of uh, them stealing their kids to eat them, the townsfolk start giving them treats to like appease them. Right, like right. I love that immediately like the year after, it's already modern commercial Halloween. Like Homer's dressed up as like a belly dancer and stuff. <laughs> yeah. like egg in someone's house because they didn't give him candy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It, it is a really fun episode. It was one of the ones I was considering uh, for my list. <laughs> um, but my number nine, and this is going to show a little bit about like my movie preferences a little bit. Uh, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Oh, yeah. I love the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It was probably the first horror series I, I watched a lot of as a kid. Um, and they take a lot of the, some of the best elements from that series for this one. Like the dream sequences kind of allow you to be like real crazy and creative, but it's also really funny. Like I'll never not remember you know, lousy smart weather. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch <laughs> Willie. That's good advice. Millhouse having two spaghetti meals in a day. Okay. <laughs> um, there, there's so much funny stuff in it. And then, you know, groundskeeper Willie, I think is like the MVP of trios of horror. Every time he shows up, he's great. He's going to show up in almost every single thing I say from here on out. Um, I'm looking at my list now, and that's basically true. Um, uh, but it's something about it, I just, I've always loved it. And I think because when I was younger, because uh, that one came out in 1995, so I was 10. Mm -hmm. And by that point, I had seen like at least the TV edits 
of their first couple Nightmare on Elm Street. So I was really familiar with the source material. Great. It might have been one of the first ones where I was like, oh, I kind of know what this is, which now I'm thinking about is not true because obviously I knew what King Kong was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that I just, it's something about it just always stuck out to me. I know I love like the really dark humor in it. Like Martin gets killed and like they're wheeling him out and then the cu- the, the sheet comes off of him. And he's just, like, horrible and grotesque. They're like, don't let the kids see and stuff. I don't know. Something about it's really funny to me. Roll them into the kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and the blood curdling scream that comes out of Martin is yeah. genuinely terrifying. Like yeah, no, it's, it's scary. It's one, of the, it's one of the ones I think is legitimately scary. Like it shows yeah. really is dangerous and like yeah. the kids are in danger. I remember as a kid, I would not watch that one actually because for some illogical reason i was terrified of freddy krueger without ever seeing any of the movies or really knowing anything about the. i mean just just looking at him he's scary looking so scary so like any the part where um uh oh my god why do i want to call him i want to call him freddy where groundskeeper willie actually like is set on fire and like burning and turns into like the red burned skeleton i could not watch that until i was an adult oh that's the skeleton power part yeah yeah i couldn't (laughs) i thought that was Oh, it's so funny when he's like burning it on fire and they're like, he's got the, you know, Mitch Van Houten has the floor. He just sits down patiently and just continues to burn to death. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, you need to wait. And yeah. if, okay, so like anything. So now that I'm an adult and I am a teacher, any joke, and there's so many good like education school, like teacher jokes. In oh, the there's show. so many I didn't get as a kid. And they're so accurate. And it's yeah. just like, that is how a PTO meeting goes. People are just like bickering about the dumbest crap. Like, yeah. you know, like, are we going to pay for the doorknobs in the school? No. Small bucks, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the, the whole uh, field fire extinguishers. Now this is a free service the fire department has. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so funny oh so good that is a great one i yeah. almost put that on the list too i did it, yeah. it was I, i'm sure we're gonna have some crossover at some mm-hmm. point um which speaking of what's your number eight then okay so my number eight is dial z for zombies which we kind of mm-hmm. already talked about a little bit um but now we can dig into it a little bit deeper yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, this one is from let me take a look i should have written down on oh i have that one on here it's uh from Trials of horror number three in 1992 perfect there we go um and so this one i think i just love this aspect of like i don't know there's something about the opening where bart is uh doing a book report and his book report is he has like an alphabet book for like a pre like a preschool yeah, it's like a pop-up alphabet book she's like did you even read that he's like read most of it most of it yeah. <laughs> like didn't even read the whole thing so like Bart Simpson is as a as an adult teacher my nightmare, but also yeah. my hero. Like yeah. I feel like if I had that kid in class, I'd just bash my head on the desk. But yeah. anyway, like I, there's not, like you know like that you know every horror movie kind of starts out with like you're following the the lead character and they're just kind of doing something benign, but you know like something's coming right. Like there's like this build in this episode, and like he goes home and Lisa's in the room and they're chit chatting and she's talking and she's like, why, what, like, don't eat, why are you even talking to me? Don't you realize it's like the fourth year um, since Snowball One died on yeah. this day or whatever. And so then it kind of goes into like this pet cemetery almost type situation. Mm-hmm. I love pet cemetery. So like, even they carry over their little like uh, uh, parody, like satirical gravestones into their pet yeah. cemetery. I did appreciate that. Yeah. that, that, that <laughs> I like that some of the so some of the, the the pet cemetery ones are like fish police and I forget the other two but they are failed Fox TV shows. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, read, I read about that on the internet. Yeah. 
The only one I remember because I remember the show Fish Police, and it, we can go into that one later. I don't want to derail it too much. Yeah. But, uh, oh no, yeah, and yeah. like it's just I don't know. It's just so good. Again, it's like playing into the you know we're working as a family unit to kind of like get through this situation, and they like are you know they get they get home. Well, he reanimates the dead on accident, trying to reanimate the dead cat. He mm -hmm. reanimates the zombies, and they kind of like. From there, have to try and figure out how to unreanimate the zombies. <laughs> yeah, and I like that they have to, you know, go back to the library and like, you know, there's there's lots of great gags. Of, you know, the zombies try to eat Homer, but they want brains, and he doesn't have them, so they like go past him. Yes, they I, love, I love that they already killed Flanders, and you know, Homer's got a shotgun, he's gonna get them there. And it's like, oh, you killed the zombie Flanders? He was a zombie. Like zombie? <laughs> he's just gonna shoot him anyway. Um, I forgot the part where they—that's what prompts them to get the book because. Yeah. Uh, Krabappel's like, you can't, you need to read a new book. So he goes into the, he goes to the library and he's like, oh, I've never noticed this occult section. And it's like really <laughs> demonic and like yeah, over the top. Like, yeah. The walls turned to stone all of a sudden. There's cobwebs everywhere. <laughs> uh, oh, it's great. The, just the, the design of it is so good. Yes. Um, so that's what I was saying. Like they could get real creative and like really off model sometimes, you know, like that doesn't really, that would look so out of place in a normal episode. Right. Um, oh yeah. No, that's a classic one. Like I said, it, it, like we said earlier, it doesn't, so I kind of have a pastiche of just zombies in general. Mm -hmm. And it should be said, this is way before the modern like zombie like boom and that since gone bust like in the 2000s. You know, so zombies were just kind of like a general monster, like, but nobody really cared about them. Like, I can't even remember the last major zombie movie before this. Yeah. Probably Dawn of the Dead. And I think that was what, the 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. um, that I don't know offhand. That I don't have the dates for right now. But no, that's a good classic episode. And again, it's more specific more general it has more of a general halloween theme because it's not as specific mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so for my next one i'm glad you mentioned that you were a teacher because i want to know how accurate this <laughs> happened uh but my number eight pick is nightmare cafeteria yeah. from Chaos of horror five in 1994 heck yeah uh well you know that that's the, the classic one where the the teachers start eating all the kids oh so good god i love that episode yeah <laughs> um i think that there are points in your career where you wish that were the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but generally speaking, uh, no, you don't want to eat the kids. That's not All good. right. I guess no. you'd be out of a job at a certain <laughs> point. That is something I was thinking about while we were watching because they're like, oh, we ran out of, you know, we just consolidated all the kids this one class and there's like five kids left. It's just <laughs> like, love what are they going to do when they finish eating everyone? <laughs> And like that's their solution to like their overcrowded detention. It's like and their and their poor lunch food. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you're not going to fix any fundamental problems. You're just gonna start murder. Like they're too lazy to actually fix anything, so they're yeah. just gonna murder them instead. That's yeah. probably pretty accurate. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your your detention's not that bad, is it? No, I don't even think we have detention in my school. But uh, you know, maybe I'll bring it up at the next board meeting. Yeah, <laughs> just enough. an idea falling as long as it's not the pta meetings they'll just uh, they'll right. just say no um but one of my favorite gags from it is you know the kids go to marge like hey they're eating us at school and she's <laughs> like i can't fight all of your battles for you You just march right in there and tell them don't eat you're me. eight and ten now <laughs> yeah, so it kind of gets away from that like logical gap you might ask yourself it's like oh why doesn't the, anyone else help them yes. um oh it's it's really dark humor in that one and i kind of really like it and it's really grotesque and i in rewatching it now as an adult at the end of it it turns out you know like 
when they show the blender and there's like big blood splatters and stuff and it's like oh my god and then millhouse falls in and then the kids you know bart and lisa fall in i'm like oh god and but the part i can't i can't watch to this day like i just skipped it is after bart wakes up and it's a dream then they get that fog that comes in it turns people inside out oh i can't watch that especially when the dog starts like eating him i'm like oh god i can't i can't deal with it uh, for the longest time watching it I couldn't you know it's the family is inside out and then the, another person shows up and I couldn't figure out who it was and then it hit me and I was like you're such an idiot so obviously groundskeeper Willie like listen to the voice like well, I, but they're inside I thought out. it was I thought it was grandpa and they're all Dan Castellaneta so right 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 but no I'm pretty sure it's groundskeeper Willie because like he's in every se- so I looked into this one because this whole episode is like my top favorite episode oh in doing this i found out what my favorite episodes of triassa horror were Um, yeah yeah, yeah. because like you know it's easy to pick the segments but it's really hard to find like the solid like all three are strong contender like exactly yeah that was my that's why i wanted to go with segment rather than Mm -hmm. episode um Mm -hmm. because i I figured that it's easier to kind of take them and look at them as their own thing yeah so they actually i guess they and you might have uh came across this in your readings too but that season in particular i guess they had kind of gotten in a tiff with like the senate at the time or like congress and like they were trying to really kind of um uh what is the word like push the envelope a little bit oh well they were trying to edit them back like they were censor them show yeah censor thank you the show was getting like too you know crazy i guess in their opinion and so their reaction to that was we're gonna make like the goriest episode ever and like have willie be murdered by an axe like three times in the episode and have the family turned inside out and bart eaten by the family dog like yeah which which well, while you mention it, the Willie getting killed in every segment yes. is probably my favorite running joke of all time. Oh, Especially because at the end, he's like, oh, God, I'm bad at this. <laughs> he's always there to save the day when he's not. <laughs> yeah, that uh, ca- Nightmare Cafeteria is definitely on my list. It's so good. And I love when they're backed up onto the, like, on this, like, diving board structure right above the the food processor or the human process. I forget. There's like a, they have a gag. It has a gag. I, I just watched and I don't remember what it is. I don't remember what it is either. Like some, something human. Annihilated I, think, I think it's a gag based on a, like an actual like blender name that yeah. I'm not familiar with. And they're like, don't worry. Somebody always comes along to save us. And then Millhouse falls in. They're like, somebody always comes along to save the Simpsons children. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Willie was already killed before them. Cause that's when yeah, yeah. Skinner makes his appearance. <laughs> he axes him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I said, I think Willie's the MVP for the horror episodes. He's in, he's in almost every single one I want to talk about. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so what number are we on now? Uh, that was number eight. So why don't you let me know what your number seven one is? I chose the Omega Man for number. Right. Omega Man's good. That's in my runners up. Uh, why don't you tell us why you like the Omega Man? Okay, so like you said before, I never realized that that was a film or anything before, and I watch that episode and I love it. And I ha- don't know a, th- a darn thing about the Omega Man. Um, so I think that that speaks to how well this story is told, which is also something I feel like we didn't mention. It's incredible the stories that they can pack into these like, what, six minute segments. Like, oh yeah, no, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. And yeah. like, it feels like you're watching a whole episode until you realize you're like, oh my gosh, there's three of these things. Like, it's crazy. Um, 
And I just feel like the story in that one is so good. And I love that it just begins with like a bit, like just like an average morning and um, Homer has the, the box. Oh, what prompts it is that um, Mayor Quimby, what does he say about the French? He calls them, he says, some, they don't say exactly what it is, but I think he compares them to frogs. But he's like, I stand against, I stand by my ethnic remark or whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> and so France drops an atomic bomb on <laughs> Springfield, <America>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Springfield specifically, yes. Or, and so I love the comic guy he sees the bomb coming oh i wasted my life yeah that is rumored to be matt graining is that how we say his name i've never known yeah, it's graining favorite line they say <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one there's a lot of really great lines in it um, <laughs> i i love uh when homer's like realizing that his family's dead and yeah. he's imagine little bart little, <laughs> yeah. they're all like hitting the ball little marge and she does it too and then he's like and then the rest and it's like the pets and maggie yeah. TV. And when Bart hits it, he hits the ball. Lisa goes, she hits the ball, and Marge is just so. Whoosh, yeah, Marge, Marge whis- misses, <laughs> and it's an audio cue, so if you, you might not, you might not realize it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no, there's a lot of great stuff in it. Can I I think the, yeah, what's up? I just watched this right before I got on here, and you know when the mutants when they do their car chase and the mutants get onto the car yeah i'm assuming that that's a car from some sort of like pop culture like monster movie it reminds me a little bit of um i forget the name of it but like the monsters i think it's just called monster mobile i think it's just like an over-the-top like monster hot rod stuff like that designed i'm sure it's something specific that i'm not thinking of at the moment yeah um but the part of that episode that makes me laugh the most is when uh, homer's doing whatever he wants a he's being rude in the movie theater (laughs) Um, but I love when they just hard cut to him at the church naked singing war what is it good for (laughs) like that's the thing he's always been dreaming of doing I don't know why that's so funny to me and that's when of course the the, the mutants show up and like we're just gonna eat your skin a little (laughs) and when he gets home like nobody else is alive but he gets home and he closes the door and the doorbell rings he's like that better not be the mutants Like obviously it's the mutants, bro. <laughs> uh, no, that one's that one's a good one. It was very close to making my list. It's just there's so much that's so good, and I, I tried to take nostalgia out of it, but it's yeah. kind of it's really hard not to because I've been watching these over and over again for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see, my next pick, also from Treehouse uh, of Five from 1994, is Time and Punishment. Yep. So it's the middle segment from that one. Um, where's the one where Homer? Uh, you know accidentally invents a time machine toaster and goes back in time and i guess goes through the butterfly effect over and over again <laughs> i love the inciting incident for it where they're just eating breakfast and he's like you know it's great to be alive he has this little heartfelt speech like oh my god dad your hands in the toaster and he's like trying to s- scream and then smash it and getting it off and eventually he does and he slumps down like it's back in and something about that is so funny and yeah, he's just, like why <laughs> Oh my God, your hands in the toaster. <laughs> so this one's not like traditionally scary. It's kind of existentially scary. But like he goes back in time, you know, I love that the, it's the the advice Abe gave him on his wedding day. Like if you ever go back in time, don't touch anything because you get to check, change the timeline. <laughs> but I was like, after he goes through that, he just sees a mosquito. He's like, ooh, bug, you go squish now and kills it. <laughs> and then it allows them to have all kinds of really fun, inventive set pieces. Like the first reality to go back to is like a world where like Ned Flanders like rules with an iron fist. Uh, and it's got a really fun gag where he's running from the dogs and he's got the wieners. It's like, oh, this will give me the quick energy I need to escape. Then he eats them and then you go faster instead of throwing it to the dogs, you know, as the, the gag would be. Um, which they also do in Lemon of Troy where he throws the meat to the dog and just swallows it. 
<laughs> it's like, run boy, he's got a taste for meat now. Um, I, I, those, I, I love that gag, but then, you know, they keep going through all the different ones. He finds the perfect world, but they don't know what a donut is, but that's just because it's what their reign is. But he, he like changes what? the timeline before he finds out. <laughs> Um, again, Willie's just randomly there as a coma. You're not in your right world, but I can get you there. And then Maggie kills him <laughs> and has James Earl Jones's voice. It's like, this is a disturbing universe, isn't it? Um, oh, it's so, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's good. Uh, I also love dinosaurs and we get to see them, even though uh, they don't make any sense because they're all from different time period, different time periods and they shouldn't be there. I'll, I'll give away the not feathers thing because that's not what we realized at the time as much. <laughs> Like it bothers me that there was Demetrodon and Stegosaurs and was clearly a late Cretaceous period. I didn't know you were such a dinosaur buff. I learned something about you. Oh, I'm planning on doing a whole episode on this where we just talk what? about paleontology. Oh, I'm gonna listen to it. Um, oh it. no, I'm. Anyway, <laughs> I got to see Homer sneeze and kill the dinosaurs, so that's kind of fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, that one. I I struggled with that one because I was like, oh, it's so good. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said like it's existential scary because. I think that that like my sometimes my perspective of what makes it my favorite is very narrowed by like you know it being like true like I'm a Halloween purist you know what I mean yeah. like um but like you're right when you watch it you're like oh you know this alternate reality where there's like a scary ruler who is like a dictator in a creepy way like that's kind of too real especially right now just saying like yeah, speaking of too real I have one later on <laughs> but yeah i always forget that that there's that little part where it's kind of like um you know like ned flanders is like this uh like 1984 kind of like surveillance type dictator <laughs> yeah it's it's real interesting to think about uh it's funny that ned flanders very frequently becomes like the villain in these yes, things yes, yes. which <laughs> I think we both have the similar, I think we're both going to circle the same episode on our list. Um, so, but I know he shows up in a lot of these as the villain. Um, why don't you bring us on to your next pick? Uh, what are okay. we on? Number six here. Number six. Uh, Terror at five and a half feet. Love All it. Right. That one was going to be my number three, but let's talk about it now. Let's do it. Let's do it. So Terror at five and a half feet um, is based, which season is this, Scott? Do you know? It is uh, uh, Trials of Horror 5, so it's season 6. It's 1994. Perfect. So it is based off of the classic Twilight Zone episode, uh, Terror at 10,000 Feet, correct? Yep. One of the William Shatner's best performances. Yeah. Um, one of the best episodes of Twilight Zone. I And right. that's there's a lot of really great ones, and a lot of really great Trials of Horror segments are inspired by, Trial, uh, by uh, Twilight Zone episodes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this one's that's one of my favorite Twilight Zones. It's one of my favorite uh, trios as a horror. So good. I, I the whole feeling of that episode is just like it, and like you said, trying to leave nostalgia out of it. But you ha like you just know exactly like that feeling of like it's early morning. You're getting on the school bus. It's like rainy. It's kind of like a dreary day, and like you just feel like something bad is like gonna happen, right? And like. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you can really like you can really be in Bart's shoes like in this situation even though like this is such a like outlandish kind of idea. And we've always had things where like people don't believe what you're saying or, or you know something Yeah, like yeah. And it's just like it's this whole like psychological thing too as a, as well as actually being scary. I remember the end of this one always really kind of like creeped me out the way that the mm -hmm. segment ended. 
Um, but well, you don't like just decapitated Flanders well, talking with his spinal cord hanging yeah. out the bottom. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ned, poor Ned. But mm. basically, uh, like, yeah. So Bart gets on the bus, and um, they randomly stop and pick up Seymour Skinner on the way to school because his mother wouldn't let him use the car that day. Is that the reason? Yeah, he took away his car keys because he yeah. talked to a woman on the phone, and then he's like, "She <laughs> do it, you know." <laughs> Um, so they stop and pick him up on the bus. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny because they also pick up Willie on the way. Yeah, and rewatching the episode, I never thought about it, but like uh, Skinner closes the the window for Bart, like there's like a blind. I was like, you know, school buses don't have that, but it's no, because <laughs> that's because there's a scene from the original short in the Twilight Zone where like he stops looking out the window, he's trying to like block out that there's this monster on the wing of the plane, and then he opens back up and its face is right there, and that's what the Willie scene is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mule just wouldn't go. <laughs> it's also it's also the first appearance of Uder. It is the first appearance of mm-hmm. Uder. What what does he say? Lick my. What does he want to? Oh, he. Lick? I can't remember exactly what he says. It's like joystick or something. Yeah, like, foreign. He's got candy. really goofy uh, candy names. Now it's that- also really funny. Like the kids are all making fun of Bart, and Nelson's there. Or not Nelson. Um, Martin's there in his Wang Computers T-shirt, which was yeah. a real computer company. He's like, oh, I'm glad he took distracted them from you know took uh, attention away from my t-shirt like i i think that like i love it i love it when they when they focus on the kids too like i think that i don't know there's something really just like i love when they feature all of the the kids in their like little habitat um i mean homer does make an appearance like he drives by in the car with his foghorn yeah (laughs) like hey bart he's like hanging out the window clearly freaking out like on <laughs> um, my favorite gag in that one is when he goes to Otto and is like, "There's a gremlin on the side of the bus." And looks out, and Mole Man's driving a gremlin <laughs> yes. a car. And he's like, "Oh, no problem, I got this." He just runs him off the road. And I love that the car like is going to go hit a tree. It stops, but then it just explodes. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a gag that's in a subversion of like hitting a tree and exploding, or a commentary because like the gremlin was a terrible, terrible car. Uh, it, was it one of those cars where like if something touched the bumper it exploded or was that i don't joke? remember if it was that but i know it's like a notoriously bad car <laughs> but i just love the idea like the gag of it being a gremlin and <laughs> <laughs> um so that, that that's one of my favorites too um so uh well uh so my number six pick is from the same episode okay. uh, it's called bart simpson's dracula Yes. And it's a parody specifically of Bram Stoker's Dracula, but there's other vampire stuff in it. Like there's just some general vampire things in it. And then there's like a Lost Boys scene. Wait, um, what's the Lost Boys scene? Did so I the part where Bart and the other kids are vampires and floating out the window, that's from Lost Boys. I thought that was from um, Salem's Lot. Maybe there's, maybe it's, they have a similar I scene. Bet, I bet Salem's, I bet Lost Boys like took it from Salem's Lot. And then, because Salem's Lot, it's like, it's literally just like the what it's the little boy's one friend like floating out the window. Yeah. And like that's where you learn that they can't come in unless you invite them. So I went, I think that might just be like a vampire trope in general. But that's well, that, a- that specifically is a vampire trope. Yeah. Um, as is, you know, putting a stake in someone's crotch. Um <laughs> uh so I it's about the American dream. <laughs> yeah, no, I dare about the American dream, kill my boss. Uh, that's one of my favorite lines from it. But I'm sure you appreciate the part where, like, you know, Mr. Burns is like evil vampire lairs in Pennsylvania. Yes, yes it's. So I want to get the sign like yeah. as a patch or something. So good. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about. I was like, oh, I'm surprised you don't put like that screen grab or something in your window. Oh my god, I should. That's such a good idea. I'm not trying to dox where you live uh, for all the people <laughs> on the internet, but. 
so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I live somewhere in the large state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was thinking about you with that one earlier when I was watching. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's funny. But like, there's it's a lot of great jokes and stuff, and, and a lot of like great visual stuff in it. Like the vampires are really scary, even though one's clearly Mr. Burns. Yes. Uh, and you know, he's being Mr. Like, Mr. Burns is such a great character in general. Have you watched? I think that this one specifically is based off of the the i want to say like nine i wasn't it was it's it's the it's called the movie's called bram stoker's dracula i think it's francis ford coppola made it and like gary oldman's in it gary Gary oldman's dracula like that's clearly mr burns's design style and that's why it's called bart simpson's dracula instead of bram stoker's dracula i love that it's because it's the the night gallery wraparound Mm -hmm. i love that it's painting is the the dogs playing poker Yes. And they're like, we had something so horrifying for this, but we couldn't show it. So we just whipped something together with vampires. Um, I, so I haven't really seen that movie, but I do remember being a kid and like my parents watching it and his shadow in the movie does its own animated things. And yeah. when Mr. Burns is coming in and greeting them, his like shadows in the background, like playing with a yo-yo, even though he's yeah. standing his fingers yeah or like or if it tries to it doesn't match his mouth flaps yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not doing it's doing its own thing <laughs> which you may not even notice the first time you see it but uh oh god another great gag in it is they're talking about on the news about like you know vampire victims they found a dracula cape it's very very clearly <laughs> vampires and chief wiggum comes on is like well, i think we're dealing with supernatural uh uh creature here so we're very clearly a mummy. So we're destroying the Egyptian wing of the Springfield Museum and just cuss them, just burning it all and smashing it. Uh, that's great. Also, like mummies, kind of a weird monster in general. It, it's another culture's like burial practice. Yeah, it's not even a yeah. monster. Yeah, someone well revered. <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, we're talking about vampires. Um, <laughs> the super um i i think like this one's also one of my favorites not because it because of all of the things we've already said but i love that it's kind of like a team up of lisa and bart Mm -hmm. i love when they team up and they kind of are working together um i don't know that's just like really that's like i love that their relationship is just like that close that like you know yeah getting into this trouble together and lisa's like like bart's trying to tell her that the vampires are coming out <laughs> making all of these weird like three stooges yeah. i've like, seen your ship yeah i've seen your curly tail yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, I, that's really cool oh no there's so much great stuff man talking about being densely packed there's so much great stuff in this though we didn't we barely touched upon the super happy fun slide yeah. um we talked we haven't talked about grandpa coming in saying we have to kill bart like how'd you know he's a vampire he's a vampire and he runs out yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> the gag at the end where the whole family was really vampires the whole time was they didn't kill the lead vampire and then that leads into the Charlie Brown Christmas like ending mm-hmm. which I think is kind of a cop out because they're like ah, I don't know how to end this, this yeah. how do we undo this <laughs> that's fine um, oh yeah it's so good like bang for your buck just like you said like just five six minutes just so much in it I also wondered if like maybe because you know sometimes they um I thought if maybe when the Charlie Brown Christmas ending was kind of like a poking at the fact that like sometimes their episodes come out like a week or two after yeah people's minds are already like where are the Christmas episodes I was gonna make a joke at the top of this is like (laughs) our episode will actually come out in October um because I I think frequently they 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 get shown in like November and stuff now (laughs) um i know that's been a thing like people are like i want it for halloween and we can't keep not getting it 
but I'm a huge fan of Charlie Brown Christmas. We, I'm planning to do a Christmas special episode in December, so we'll save that conversation for then. That's a good one. Um, but that's one of my favorite things of all time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, oh my God. So Bart Simpson Dracula, there's a lot to talk about. Kayla, we're in the top half now. I know. What's your number five pick? Well, we already, okay, so my number five is Nightmare Cafeteria, and I feel okay. like we did it pretty well. I am curious, uh, what made you, because um, I know why I put mine as high. As, why'd you put yours so much higher? I think I put mine so much higher because that one really played into like, you know, like, I feel like that's such a childlike fear, like such an innocent fear. Like you think like, what do your teacher, like, you remember being a kid and being like, do the teachers like sleep and live in the school? Like, what's that situation like? And like, I feel like that's such a, such a thing like that you you genuinely would be scared of as a child like you can really kind of like sense the like unease in the whole like kind of story arc and Mm. I don't know I just like I think that like Skinner has a lot of really good lines in it especially like when they're sitting in the cafeteria and they're like oh like haven't seen Jimbo today he usually like beats me up around this time and Skinner's like uh you could say we all have a little bit of jimbo in us right now and then he like goes on he to goes too far and talks about how they're yeah. he's like wait no scratch that last like, part wait, yeah. oh, too far <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know it's just so good like i just always think of that one when i think back to like which ones i really get the urge to watch you know <laughs> yeah so my number five is king homer yeah good one. she has a horror three 1992 um I'm a huge fan of the original King Kong. It's it's a piece of cinematic history. Like I, I think everyone needs to watch it at some point, um, even though it might seem like really corny and, and dated. Like it, it's such a magnificent piece of like hist- our, our shared history. Um, and this is legitimately a great tr- send up to it. A bunch of lines and exact shots are like painstakingly recreated in this. Now I know I was praising like ones that like stand on their own. I think this one still does. <laughs> um but as as a king kong nerd like it you can appreciate like all the weird shots of, like homer's head like that's the shots they would reuse of a giant gorilla head they would have um i think this is the first time they really showed them eating like killing a lot of people like homer eats like half the town um there's some re- really good <laughs> gags in it well like when smithers mentions like i don't think women and semen mix <laughs> so and good. burns is like we all know what you think the women and semen line is from king kong is it really yeah like, so they're like, oh, we can make this an easy kind of gay joke. That's amazing. I've been, um, I'm not familiar with the original King Kong. I've never sat down and watched it. Oh, uh, you should watch it sometime. Although you might have a similar problem with this that I do with one of my later picks. Okay. Since you're familiar with the Treehouse of Horror version before you watch the original yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but I'll, we'll get into that then. Um, I love at the end when Homer's like on his rampage and he steals Marge and starts climbing the building and he gets really winded <laughs> and he falls and like gets defeated from only going up like a story. Like that's such a funny reveal to me. Um, there's good. so much great stuff. Like they end up getting married at the end, and like some monkeys come in, like oh, brighter groom side, and <laughs> I don't know. There, there's it's it's legitimately funny, and you don't need to have seen King Kong, mm-hmm. but like it's so ingrained in pop culture, like you kind of get what it is. Especially since like Grandpa's telling the story, and he's like, well, I don't know any scary stories, but I have seen a lot of movies. So he's just kind of telling the the movie story. I also love when Mr. Burns is trying to guess homer yeah. to catch him he throws it like goes like two feet and he gasses himself um i don't know there, there's a lot of great stuff in it i just dark one day <laughs> yeah exactly 
some some of uh, Mr. Burns is always funny, and it's a good Mr. Burns episode as well. Because they're talking about like, oh, I don't think he's dead at the end. He's like, well, his career is dead because there's lot there's lots of great Broadway jokes like that. Uh, it's like, uh, we, we'll we'll put him on. You know, what's he do? Well, we put him on stage for five hours and he stands there and then we have you know something else happen <laughs> it's like yeah that's what like what was the king kong show gonna be he's just there <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah uh, no it's, it's a lot of fun and, and one of one of my favorites i think my, one of my favorite parts of that one is um he picks up lenny and <laughs> carl carl goes to shoot at king kong and it's well, like dead yeah, lenny. first he puts him in his <laughs> mouth and then he pops out and he's like Hey, stop eating me. Yeah. And then Carl shoots at him. He's like, oh, thanks a lot, Carl. And then he finishes eating him. <clears throat> so I like that he's like, quit it. <laughs> In his Lenny fashion. Yeah. Not Lenny. <laughs> uh, what's your number four pick? Number four. This one might be controversial, but okay. I love this one. Number four is The Raven from okay. the Raven Street House of Four. And I love this episode specifically for what we mentioned before and how creative and just like artistically drawn this whole thing is because like I think they knew that you know reading a poem from like 1854 <laughs> like the joke is that Lisa Lisa the intellectual is trying yeah. to scare Bart in the treehouse right um so she pulls out she's like I'll show you re what's really scary and she starts reading the raven and you know it's you know old English like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, it, it's literally they're reading The Raven and then the, essentially the Simpson characters are acting it out yeah. in the fantasy. And James Earl Jones is the voice, mm -hmm. the narrator of The Raven, which is just lovely. He's well, we should mention in that episode was the first Trials of Horror mm -hmm. and he was in every segment. Yes, he was in every segment. Um, but like, it's really funny because he was really minor in, well, he was minor in the first one. He was just the voice of the mover. Yeah. <laughs> And then, he's, then he's, yeah, he's the voice of the chef. I forget his name. Yeah. To serve he has like a long like alien name. And he's like, yes. if you, if you needed to, if you tried to say it, I'd have to cut your tongue out or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They never say what his name is. That's why I don't remember what it is. Um, um, I love, I love like, you know, just the really crazy, like exaggerated colors and like the exaggerated distorted room from like the perspective of Bart the Raven and like, uh, Marge was supposed to be Lenore and her portraits on the wall and it goes all the way because her hair is so tall and then they it's in a couple of portraits at the end. Yeah. Yeah. to catch the rest of it mm -hmm. and I just think it's so beautiful and just I love Edgar Allan Poe and Bart as a raven is just like adorable like I just want to have Bart as a raven it's amazing that they're able to fit any humor into it because again yes. it's, it's so compact but like it is still it's still got a lot of uh, humor in it as well mm -hmm. Um, Cause you know, there's a part where Homer gets real as the, the protagonist gets really upset at Bart at the Raven. He's like, you know, why are you little? And they start chasing each other around the room a bit. And then like Homer gets knocked on the head and then it's doing the cartoon thing of the Ravens. Nevermore, nevermore, nevermore. Um, you're right. It is, it's kind of a work of art. Just those, those, those few minutes there. It really is. And just like, I, and like, it's very I think moody and great. Yeah. It gives like Dan Castellaneta, like he's actually like jet, like he's he's a fabulous, phenomenal voice actor all of the time. But like in that one, I feel like he's really like he's really acting, like he's acting like a you know, like um, like a like, theatrical actor. I was gonna say yeah, it's almost like they're putting on a play. Yeah, exactly. I mm -hmm. think that's maybe why I like it. it's so theatrical and it's just like uh, really classic. 
it's, it's, it. it's definitely the classiest of all of these. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> well, my number four pick was terror at five and a half feet. Okay. <laughs> um, the reason I put it, I think as high as I did is just, it, it's legitimately tense at a lot of, and it's, it's, it's the perfect mix of, of comedy and like tension um, because, you know, they, they take the, the, the gremlin's not really a source of comedy except for maybe the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so the threat's real, but like the characters are kind of still silly. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, part of it is just like, I'm such a big fan of the original version as well. Yeah. I did see this first, um, yeah. but I, I love that, you know, it, 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 how much of it, the original like captures like, Bart's like descent into madness, mm-hmm. you know, cause nobody sees the gremlin, nobody believes him. And just like the desperation of like, of, of, of him trying to like help everyone and like not being able to, to do it. Um, I don't know, something about it is just, it's so great. And just, I, I love it. And so it's easily one of my favorite, my top five ones. It, it's a classic, hands down. So good. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's your number three? Okay, so my number three is Bart Simpson's Dracula. Okay. So we, I feel like we already, we covered like pretty much all of it. I mean, I love the, like, I, <laughs> like when they're going into the, to the dinner, first of all, you're like, <laughs> we kind of think that the Simpsons might live on the West coast. So why the hell would Mr. Burns is like summer home be in Pennsylvania? <laughs> I mean, it's the joke is Transylvania. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but it's just like, yeah so stupid and then they he invites them over for dinner but mr burns like why would he invite the simpson family like of all of the families in the power plant i feel like they're the least well he says it on the the intercom after he welcomes him like yes another uh just more my my growing army and then smithers you hear smithers like yeah take your button finger off he's like oh son of a and then he cuts off (laughs) (laughs) that is true that is true again there's more we can talk about with it because it's so dense so jam-packed it really is and like, oh, wait, there was, wait, keep talking. There was yeah. part of it that we didn't talk about. And it's like the, one of my favorite parts of it. No, I can't remember. We talk about the super happy fun slide. Super happy. Like, How often am I going to be here? So he does it, but it comes back around again when the, the family's going down there to kill Mr. Burns. <laughs> and Homer's like, ooh, super happy fun slide. They stop him from using it. Oh, well, maybe killing will be, th- you know, be joined <laughs> recess. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's so, it's just so good. There's so many jokes in that one and they just like keep coming like one after the other. And it's just, I mean, I mean, yeah. Like just even the part where Homer's killing Mr. Burns, you know, you don't see him. You just see him staking into the, the casket. And then Lisa's like, dad, that's his crotch. Oh, I'm sorry. And then he goes and kills him. He, he dies and he turns in the dust and I'm like, oh, who? Then he comes back to life and it's like, you're fired. And then goes back into yeah. dust. <laughs> yeah, you know. I remember okay so it's like right after bart pulls the to the lever to the super heavy fun side and he slides all the way down and the vampires catch him at the end and then mr burns flies in as a bat forms oh, yeah. and he goes I, I don't know exactly what he's supposed to be he's like oh it's you because uh, <laughs> he can never remember their names there's like a whole yeah. episode about how mr burns can never remember homer's name oh that's <laughs> who shot mr burns part one that's homer's motivation for shooting him oh, right, 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 right. that's yeah. right <laughs> So like, it's just like funny how it, he's just like, you know, Mr. Burns is just like an evil turd. Like yeah. <laughs> he's so enjoyable to watch. Yes. Yes. He's fabulous. You love to hate him, but you also, yeah. he also has moments where you're kind of like, I kind of love him too. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, those get fewer and farther between they do. They do. Um, in general. <laughs> they sure do. 
So speaking of uh, classic horror movies, my number three is The Shinning. Okay. The Treehouse of Horror 5 uh, mm-hmm. grouping. Um, I saw this so many times before I ever watched The Shining. It kind of ruined The Shining for oh, me. No! Um, it's still a great movie, but it's like, oh, now I see how close this, that this one was to it. But it shows like I was still very much able to enjoy it on its own. Um, oh, it's so great. Uh, I, where do I even begin? A, I love that it's called The Shining. And Bart calls them out. Oh, he's like, oh, you mean The Shining? And Willie's like, oh, no, you want to be called? You want to get sued? <laughs> Starts the runner of, you know, Willie comes to save them. And then Homer axes him in the back. So he, that happens in every segment this season. Um, I love that instead of just there being ghosts that kind of possess the father figure, it's uh, there's no TV and no beer. So he just goes crazy. Um, oh, there's so much great stuff. Like the part with the blood, the very iconic scene is like, oh, yeah, blood, blood usually gets off on the second floor. <laughs> now that I'm, I'm bringing it up, I'm surprised they didn't do a thing with like twins. There's, there's still so yeah. much they could have pulled from. Yeah. But they have um, they have the bartender. Great. Yes, which is Mo, which is Mo. always great. <laughs> kill your family i'll give you a beer just do it yeah yeah he's like waste your family <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> oh i love after marge knocks him out and puts him in the freezer like mo, like he wakes up and is just eating everything <laughs> but like mo's knocking on the door he's like hey homer the ghouls and i aren't really uh are a little concerned with the progress on the project we all just come in and like free him and drag him out and it's like the wolfman and dracula and stuff um oh the part where like Marge, she's the typewriter and says, feeling fine. She's like, oh, it's so good. And then the lightning strikes and the whole room's like covered in like um, no beer, no TV, make homework or something, something. And she's like, oh, this gives me, you know, uh, I'll forget what she says now. I just rewatched like, this it. This is more concerning. Yeah, this is more concerning. <laughs> so underplayed, which is what Marge is used best. Yes, and that's why she's so good. Oh, yeah, then. Homer comes in, you know, it's the greatest, one of the best scenes, one of my favorite scenes in the show when she's like, you know, he's like, I'm thinking of a title. I was thinking of calling it no TV and no <laughs> or go something, something. And she's like, go crazy. crazy. And then when he goes, don't mind if I do. And then him <laughs> just going crazy is the funniest thing. I don't, I, I always thought that was hilarious and like still kind of menacing. Cause immediately after that, like Marge gets a baseball bat and like, she's fighting him off. And like he's still going nuts. Um, uh, it's oh, and then the result, the end is you know obviously iconic where they they get the little portable TV while he was watching. You know, Urgical family like fading, 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 rising, fading. I <laughs> uh, thing is so great. And then you know they do the whole Frozen thing from the end of the the Shining. Uh, and the Shining such a good movie. Like they're pulling from such great material that's already a really great foundation to work on for an episode. Well, that's the shinning in, in uh, as small a nutshell as I think I can put it. All right. We might have the same one for this one. All right. What's your number two? Is it the devil and Homer Simpson? No. Oh, is that your number one? Uh, spoiler alert. That is my number one pick. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the devil and Homer Simpson is a phenomenal segment. It is so perfect i consider it the quintessential treehouse of horror segment Essential treehouse of horror segment it really yeah. is and it's just it, it has it has everything you need it has ned flander as ned flanders as a devil and they go it's always the one you least suspect yep. <laughs> <laughs> it has homer being a greedy selfish idiot that he yeah. so typically is mm-hmm. it has marge as like her doting like just like 
are we really going through this again like attitude yeah. <laughs> when she's like by her man <laughs> and yeah. like it's just I love oh it's so good you have Lionel Hutz who's just like this seedy awful lawyer who can't do think, anything right I think this is the only Treehouse of Horror segment that has Phil, a Phil Hartman character in it I think so I think so um and it's just so good it's like so okay so basically if you don't know what season is this from this is episode this is Treehouse of Horror 6 Treehouse of, Treehouse of Horror 4 from 1993 okay, okay. um and basically Which I think I also have all four all, all three segments for on my too. list yeah I think, or well, I did. This is this is the night gallery one. It's devil yeah. first one, then it's terror at five and a half feet, yes. and, and then, then it's um, uh, Bart Simpson's Dracula. Yes. Um, and basically, so Homer is like at the power plant, and he has a donut, or he says, "I would sell, I would give my soul for a donut." And the yes, devil he missed all the donuts because he missed all the donuts, and the devil comes in, and the devil is none other than Ned Flanders. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's he gives him a donut, um, a soul donut. And basically Homer like engulfs the whole thing except for one bite. And he's like, so if I don't eat this bite, then you don't have my soul. <laughs> well, technically that's true. So then he says, like, oh, I outsmarted the devil. He turns into a big monster devil. <laughs> he's like, you are not smarter than me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a really cool visual. Yeah, like, how the awesome. camera pulls out and stuff. It's awesome. I love when they get, that's also something I really love about Tree Horse, House of Horrors. Like, yeah. because the Simpsons are, when you really look at them, you're like, this is the weirdest like design I've yeah. I think right but then like they'll get really like realistic on you out of nowhere just to like try and you know scare you really you know mm -hmm. like he goes from like happy ned flanders with horns yeah. to like this big super realistic like tattoo looking devil almost like yeah. <laughs> you know that like, he looks like the stereotypical like yeah he, he looks like um you know he looks like looks like chernabog from fantasia yep you know from night, like, the night of the bald really mountain awesome. sequence yeah <laughs> um yeah oh i like all right spoiler it is my number one pick um i love all of the hell stuff i love when homer fin homer finishes the donut eventually you know in a sleepy stupor he goes mm, forbidden donut and eats it so flanders sucks him down to hell but not before agreeing to like some sort of trial mm -hmm. at a time but he's like you're gonna spend the day in hell though mm -hmm. so you know uh just the scene where he's tumbling down into it so good. So he's gonna go the rocks creative. <laughs> he falls down onto an assembly line. He gets chopped up into pieces and put into uh, uh, like like hot dog meat. Um, there's the ironic ironic tortures division of hell. We feed him every donut in the world, and like he loves it. I forget who he said the the demon says like I forget who he says goes went crazy in like 15 minutes. It's not Marlon Brando, but it's somebody. It's someone I don't. I'm terrible with names to begin with. It's like a big. It's one of those actors. He was like a classic actor, and then he got all big and old and fat. Yeah. <laughs> So, but like, you know, of course it ends in a, 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 a Lionel Hutz courtroom scene in the family living room, which is great. Uh, I love that the big win that Hutz got when they're agreeing to ground rules is they'll get bathroom breaks, but then the devil gets to pick the jury. Uh, and it's what, who is it? Slitty Borden, Richard Nixon, Blackbeard, Benedict Arnold, like the starting lineup with the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers. Um. There's a couple oh, other people. You had Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, let's see. Lizzie Borden, Benedict Arnold. I think that is all of them. Yeah. Because the Flyers are a lot of characters. And then Richard Nixon's like, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> true at the time. He's like, hey, hey, I did you a favor. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's legitimately funny. It's really creative and interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yeah. like I said, to me, to me, it's the quintessential 
it's so because it's their story like exactly yeah. like I'm sure they pulled inspiration from many things but like that is through and through like one that is like genuinely not um solely based off of something from pop culture it seems like a, something that they put together themselves it's like homebrewed it's really good yeah other than like if you count the bible as pop culture well true because you know, there's the devil in that but you know <laughs> they didn't have a, a donut feeding machine in that as far as I'm aware I might might go you know, if that was the case, maybe I'll uh, start going to yeah, church. But like hell, <laughs> like the day now. <laughs> oh, and so then at the end, we find out that uh, the devil can't own Homer's soul because he pledged it to Marge on their wedding day, and so yeah, it's a real sweet moment. You know, really sweet. I know you're just like, oh, that I did not see that coming. Like that's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Like he's such a bumbling idiot, but when he gets it right, he gets it so right. You know, like. <laughs> Which makes the later season so disappointing when he gas Homer. I know. He's just kind of sad, yeah. <laughs> well, he's just mean and there's no reason to keep keep being around him. Agreed. Yes. But he's so yeah. And so basically they win the trial, but his um his punishment is that his head has now become a giant ring donut. Yeah. And- he keeps like picking at it. Yes, he's got like, <laughs> like a, a piece of it's missing. But I love that all the cops are waiting for him. The, like, yes. the coffee. They're like, you gotta, he has to leave sometime. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, good one. That's a great one. Oh. So my number two. <laughs> I wonder if then if this is your first one. It's Citizen Kang. I do love that one, but it's from, not from Triassic Horror number seven in 1996. So much like this year. 1996 was an election year. So this was, I remember distinctly because I was 11 uh, in 1996. Um, and this is kind of the first presidential election I was kind of like really aware of. Um, and since it came out, you know, right, it came out, this came out like weeks before the actual election was. So that's all that was on TV was like Bob Dole and Bill Clinton. So it's kind of interesting that I actually sort of knew what they were talking about. It's not really a scary episode. I think it's more just they were like, we're it's going to come out right before an election let's have fun with it yeah um but there's so much great quotable stuff that's really stuck with me through the years Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a two-party system you have to vote for one of us Mm -hmm. um i made a whole mario maker stage based on i forget who was bill clinton it was either kang or kodos but we were talking about like you know we have to move forward not backward (laughs) upward not forward and always twirling twirling towards freedom i made a whole mario maker level based on just that quote we had to go through like those stages, like and you had to- okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's, it's it's great political humor. Um, uh, even though it's very specifically about that election, um, I think a lot of things it has to say about how we elect things are uh, are, are still true to this day. Um, especially at the end, it was like, "Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos." <laughs> or it's like either either way, they're going to enslave the planet. Um, but yeah, no, I I love Citizen King. Oh, I love them. They're they're to not believe his, to make it so people wouldn't believe his story is like oh they're gonna mind erase him. They just spilled. I think they just uh, poured bourbon on him. Yeah, so like he was just drunk and no one would believe him. Believe Homer about his like scheme that he saw with the where they replicated Bob Dole and Bill Clinton and start running against each other. Um. Uh, yeah, Citizen Kang just it's just it's up here because it's just one of those ones that always sticks with me even when it's not Halloween season. Yeah. 
and it, it's I, so also just like I mean like you were saying it's such a it has such strong commentary on like our political system but I also think it has a really strong commentary on how like stupid they think like the public is because clearly these these two space aliens are um yeah. impersonating the presidential candidates and they're just acting ridiculous like yeah. they're just like so obviously not oh my god i i love remember the speech uh where uh abortions for all boo yes. abortions for none boo well boo. abortions for some miniature american flags for others yeah <laughs> hey, it's like oh my god or like, I, I love when they're walking down the street holding hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the campaign manager pulls them over. It's like, um, we're growing. Uh, voters are a little confused by the fact that you're always holding your opponent's hand. While you can think around. of a better way to exchange long protein strains. <laughs> I'd like to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good episode. But even then, it's like one of those things like you couldn't be civil or even friendly with your opponent. Like, and this was jesus 14 years ago you know so well and there's even a moment when they're so the actual bob dole and bill clinton are on the spaceship and homer's about to save them and they're like uh bill clinton goes you know while i was suspended in animation i was thinking about you know like why do we have to be a two-party system we could work together to solve the issues and, and bob dole's like you're right like let's do yeah. it and then homer like thinks he frees them and then he checks them and checks them in the space yeah <laughs> Because well, they were also his key to proving that, you know, because they were going right. to show up and there was going to be two of them. They'd have to do the ask us only things only we would know thing. Oh. Homer can just go down there and just rip their faces off. and like, <laughs> It's just their eyeballs sticking out of the collared shirts. Yeah, I'll, I believe I'll vote for a third candidate or a third party candidate. Go ahead, throw your vote away. <laughs> and people still voted for them because they were Democrat or Republican. Oh, so good. It makes and me so depressed. I know, I know. It's too real. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, oh, yeah, it's just one of those ones just like, because you see it every election year, you see like the lawn signs that say Kang and Kodos or mm -hmm. whatever. You we know. should get those. Let's get them for this election year. Let's make them. <laughs> uh, I think we, I think we <laughs> have a little too much of election season. Because as of this recording, the election is only like three weeks, three, four weeks yeah. away. So we're almost there. All right. We'll save the idea for another four years. <laughs> Hopefully we're here in another four years. That's true. Good point. We uh, probably won't have elections anymore if it goes one way. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to get into all of that. Uh, so what's your number one pick? I'm very curious now. It's the Shinning. It's the, it shinning. the Shinning. Okay. The shinning is I was surprised you didn't say that one yet. So I was like, I wonder if that's her first. Yeah. I love The Shining. It's my favorite book. It is one of my favorite movies. So it just um, is the perfect. Like you said, I saw the segment first and my mom like I remember being a kid and my mom saying like oh that movie's like one of the scariest movies I've ever seen so I like never got around to watching it because I was being like a big scary cat and mm -hmm. then I went through this like one summer where I just like read all of Stephen King's books and I was like this is awesome like what yeah. a great story so I finally watched the movie and I was like this is amazing and like the whole time I'm watching the movie I'm thinking about the shitting <laughs> That's what ruined my first experience with it. I'm like, it. Oh, it kept making me just think about the shitting. <laughs> it's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. And I love um, uh, the line that my family to this day still quotes is um, when Homer gets the portable TV outside and he's like, mother or uh, oh. teacher, mother, secret lover. <laughs> talking to the TV. It's like that is so true. Like, no, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's again a great. It's the perfect mix of of humor and and, and fear. 
Yes. Oh my God. One of my favorite parts is, you know, the, the here's Johnny part. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about and that. Then he does the, then he goes to another room. It was like David Letterman. Hi, and then grandpa's David. there. He's like, hi, David. I'm, I'm grandpa. grandpa. <laughs> and then he goes to the right room and does the whole intro from 60 minutes, including holding a stopwatch. <laughs> and that's all, the and all this and more when Andy, all this and Andy Rooney tonight on 60 minutes. Like, <laughs> It's especially great because, like, my mom's always watched 60 Minutes. So I've grown up watching that. So I actually got, got the reference, and I thought that was awesome as a kid. Um, funny funny fact about that is I always wanted Andy Rooney's job. Just mm. be an old man and come on and complain for five minutes every week about something and then just be paid for it. I would have been so happy. Yeah, man, make it happen. <laughs> I guess that's why you do podcasts now. Yeah, right? We're kind of making it happen right now. Yeah. Except I don't complain in this one as much. I try to focus on things that uh, you know bring a little positivity into yeah. the world. Because we're not talking our bottom segments, which okay. I don't think I could pick because a lot of them are just boring. No, I just yeah, don't want to watch they're them. Just, they're pretty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically anything recent. Um, but I love in a, I love when uh, Bart and Willie figure out that they have this power, and Willie goes. Uh, you can you can reach me anytime using machine except between four and five. That's Willie's time. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, you kind of can guess what you can kind of infer what, what, what Willie time means. And not to mention that when Bart runs into Willie, the way he gets through the hedge maze is he just has a oh, yeah, he just, and he's cutting through. He's, all got, he- he's got like a hedge trimmer, like electric hedge trimmers. <laughs> like, oh, I found a shortcut in your maze. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a good episode. Like, I. Oh, and when they're taking, they're cutting the cable and taking the beer to ensure, like, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. honest workers, Smithers is like, a, do you think this is why all the previous caretakers went crazy and murdered the families? Like, tell you what, we come back and everyone's slaughtered. I owe you a Coke. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And even the intro, like the movie where it's like the long On the road. Yeah. With the music, like they turn the, they turn the, um, the Simpsons theme music into that like droning kind of creepy, like dun, 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 music. And um, like they're driving up and, Marge goes, did you remember to lock the back door? And Homer's like, don't. And so yeah. it shoot, it starts on like Monday or something. And then it's like- The next day, yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, them like driving up again. And something about- uh, Oh, when, were, you locked, when you locked the front door, do you remember to lock the back, back door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it flashes again to Wednesday. And then they're like, oh, I think we forgot- At least it goes something about like, oh, I think we forgot grandpa. And Homer just keeps driving. Yeah, they forgot him at the gas station. <laughs> Nobody says anything, just keep going. They're all clearly upset. They had to drive this three times in a row. So good. It's so good. Well, that makes when he show you see when he shows up again when the, the David Letterman part, he's in his coat with his bag. He just got there. Yeah. I know? didn't put that together. Oh yeah. my god, That's so funny. I just put that to thank you for putting it. Well, you notice the part where, like, you know, Homer's trying to start the TV and Maggie's playing with blocks and she spells red the rum. Red rum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just so good with details. And like when he's figuring out, he's like, hmm, the cable's cut. That's weird. Let me go have a beer. Oh, not a drop in the house. Not a drop in the house. And Marge is like, you're taking this surprisingly well. He's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill all of you. (laughs) Like instantly flips that. that, It's such such a great episode. It's so good. Very very worthy of being a number one choice. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I guess then in the spirit of my uh, my number one choice being what we already talked about, for me, it was the devil and Homer Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, For all the reasons we said, it's just so great. And it's such a classic. Um. Yeah, so I I don't think there's much more I have to say about that one that, that we didn't get into. The one you brought it up. Uh, let's let's bring up our honorable mentions real quick. We won't okay. go into too much detail. I think let's just uh, just go through them real fast. Uh, okay. What are yours? So I have I have 
I have, can I say five? Just like a little blurb about each. That's fine. I wrote six. So. Okay. Okay. So this one is probably controversial, but uh, I thought maybe you might appreciate this one too because you're mm. a Charlie Brown fan. But yeah. I loved It's the Grand Pumpkin Millhouse. That one was cute. It was cute and the jokes were a little lame, but I just loved how they were playing on like that classic style of the peanuts and it's a great, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, and I just love that the pumpkin monster, he sees, uh, he sees what you do to jack-o'-lanterns and he's just like so disgusted by the fact that like you cut them open and scoop out their unborn children, which is the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> And he's just like so upset and just like starts raging. <laughs> yeah, the ending of that is what sells that whole so good. bit. So I love that one. Um, the thing and I was a close one to my list because that one genuinely as a child scared the bejesus out of me. That's the one with a uh, Hugo, right? Yes. So they find yeah, out- that one's really scary, actually. Yeah, it's so scary. So they start hearing sounds in the attic and they're like, what is going on? What's in the attic? And Marge and Homer are acting kind of weird. And it turns out that Bart has an evil twin that they've locked up in the attic and he's loose. And it scared the the crap out of me. Like that one really frightened me. Um, and then it turns out that the whole time Bart was the evil twin yeah. and Hugo was the good one. So they switched them. Yeah, um, and Bart's stuck up in the attic eating fish heads. So good. So um, this is a, a little annoying note, but I was kind of just watching that one today. And there's a moment where Dr. Hibbert lifts up Hugo's shirt and he's like, oh, you know, the the characteristic evil left twin. He lifts up the shirt and he's like, oh, the scar's on the wrong side. But the scar is on the right. The scar is on the correct side. If you were the left twin, I feel like that was just like a little hiccup. From oh, the- yeah, maybe. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. I have to go back with it more of a fine tooth comb. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that one's not on our mention. Um, I know what you did, Lee did. I love that one. Again, another one where Skinner, or not Skinner, Flanders is the, the monster of it. Yeah. Well, that's a surprise at the end. Spoiler yeah, alert. Tell, yeah, we won't tell you what what actually yeah. happened in that one because that one is a good twist. But that one's really good. Uh, Homer cubed is I'm. Assuming. That's one of my runners up just because yeah. it's interesting to see Homer in 3D. Even though like now that's so <laughs> not an impressive piece of technology <laughs> at the time, it was mind blowing. And that one also left me feeling so sad. I was like, he's never coming back. Like he's. No. Just- in this world i feel horrible for him like, well he's not dead he got to go to an erotic cake store in the real world yes he loves the erotic cake store um <laughs> and then time and punishment which is a fantastic segment and i, I do love time and punishment that's a good one all right so my runner-ups i i also had homer cubed mm-hmm. i had the omega man and z for zombies which we already mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. i had clown without pity good one um, just for the just it makes that runner-up one just for the the joke at the evil shop <laughs> where the only reason this exists was to fill time um, <laughs> the whole like that's good that's bad sequence uh is so amazing and you can tell they reuse a lot of the same animation mm-hmm. because it was made to be cheap they were, it was too short so they just needed to pad out the episode but it's one of the funniest jokes <laughs> um so that's kind of without pity i had lisa's nightmare which was the episode where like every segment was called like someone's nightmare yeah. well, that's, me- that's the monkey paw episode oh, okay okay um I love it as like kind of a weird sub like commentary on just the Simpsons fame mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. it was like, everyone got real sick of the Simpsons. They became really famous. Mm-hmm. Everyone like got like, they had the same merchandise in their world that we had in ours. Um, I, I love when they finally get to the last, like the last wish and Homer has tries to come with his foolproof wish. And it's this Turkey sandwich. And he goes in like, and it doesn't come alive and it doesn't kill people. And it doesn't do all these things. 
Um, and then the whole the, the bad part of it is that the turkey's a little dry and it's like devastating to him. Um, I love that when Flanders gets it, all the wishes he comes for like work out for the best. Um, it, it's just a fun, goofy episode. And the other one I have I wanted to bring up was the Genesis tub. Oh yeah. Where Lisa's does an experiment with her tooth and soda and accidentally like through some static electricity create civilization in it. Um, I, and that one's on the list a, because the sequence where they attack Bart with spaceships is so awesome mm -hmm. and so interestingly animated and so different for the show. And then uh, there's a little professor Frank in there and he makes a debigulator to shrink Lisa down into their world. And then the idea of make shrinking her, like turning her back is I have to make, a de-rebigulator or whatever it would be. And like the concept of that is just so outlandish. I don't know. There's, it's a lot of, it's just like a fun little episode, but it's not particularly scary. I love at the end where like, she is now stuck in this tub because so basically it was supposed to be her science fair project and Bart stole it and he got the prize, which was a gift certificate. And yeah. Lisa's like down there so tiny, they can't hear her yelling. Yeah. And the, the people, she's on her throne and the people are watching her. And she's like, oh, now I just got to live in this stupid like cup. And she's yeah. like, shouldn't you be doing something? Go get me shoes. And they all run They're, to get her Oh, there's one guy in the back who's like, she yeah. wants socks. I'll get her socks. Like, yeah, she'll, she'll probably want socks. I'll get her socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah they view her as God and part as the devil. Because yeah. um, earlier when their society was more more primitive, he was sitting there like poking his thumb in it and like destroy, like devastated their, their reality. Um, uh, it was It's just a fun episode. I really enjoy it. So those are my runners up. Um, Overall, I think we have covered a lot of ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, there's, and there's, I'm sure there's stuff. I know there's stuff that I like that I did not bring up, but I didn't have, when going through them, it's like, you look at something like, I only have so much to say about some things yeah. versus like, oh, I liked this. Um, yeah. I mean, like, there's like definitely, I, we were kind of talking before we started recording about how, um, you know, in some of the some of the episodes, like the three the three segments aren't really that great, but the the like opening credits kind of like make up for it. Just having like a really good opening sequence sometimes is just enough to like pull that episode through. Yeah. You know, and um, there's like a couple like I I don't know if you've seen the one. It was like from season twenty four and Guillermo del Toro. Like, oh, that one was so cool because it's just all references to his movie. Yeah, and it's amazing how much they fit into like it's got to be minute tops just like every yeah. like he pulls from like his um his inspirations and his movies and like his favorite horror and like just like the whole town it, it's like basically the regular intro except it's as if Guillermo del Toro like yeah it's this is the extended one you know really cool so you get to see all the different towns people like it's not just them showing up to the house right which is right. also a cool opening where they do where like you know, they, they, where it's that short opening, but like they all die during it. Yeah, that one is uh, good too. <laughs> and then like it cuts like Freddie and Jason at the couch. It's like they should be here by now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like so many good opening segments here. I love the one where they're the monsters and like they're getting yeah. ready and you know they're living their happy yes, the lives. Monsters like, opening and then like the townspeople go to murder them. <laughs> the townspeople come and murder them except yeah. for Lisa, who's just yeah, because like, she's Marilyn. Yeah, which is uh, yeah. But I love that when they do that part, like. Homer does the Herman monster like jiggling his head. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, I so, love the monsters so much. Um, uh, I also I like a lot of the really simple ones like where they just run up to the couch and their skeletons mm -hmm. or like they all just come out of frame and they're just hung. 
Yep. Like that one's really kind of dark, but <laughs> yeah. um, or the one where like death's just at their couch and they all run up and like die at his feet and then he puts his feet up on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's there's so much fun stuff that they can do with it and like couch gags in general continue to be like a highlight even when the show is bad. This one was a whole season recently where they did a bunch of guest animators mm-hmm. and like I watched all of those. I didn't watch the episodes, <laughs> but all of those were really creative and interesting. Like I love the one where it's like Miami Vice. It's like Homer in the couch. Yep, yep. It was all hyper realistic looking, and like I, I don't know. I just, I kind of want, I kind of want to watch like a playlist of like all of those back to back. I bet you could find it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it exists. I'll probably look that up on YouTube not too yeah. long after we're done recording this. Um, but you know, so let's talk a little bit about potentially the future. I don't know what this year's segments are. I don't think the episode aired yet. According to Wikipedia, which we yeah. don't know how accurate it is, this year it's gonna be. Toy Gory, so a uh, parody of Toy Story. Into the Homerverse, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which you know I'm excited about because that's yeah. like my favorite movie. And then Be Kind Rewind, which is Be Kind Rewind, which I love that movie too. I do, but you know, none of those are like horror. None of them are scary. And I feel like Home Into the Homerverse, like they've already done the one where they met like the alternate versions of The Simpsons. The Coraline one? Coralisa? No, there's one where like they... they, they find out that there was the like the original oh, model simpsons and stuff yeah yeah because at the end then there's like all these alternate like animation style simpsons at the end i did like that one a lot <laughs> i did too um but other than like just seeing that like i don't think there was much special to it yeah i don't um i'm not really sure like why they're i feel like there's so many classic ideas that they have not touched and they kind of just like pigeonhole themselves into just like okay treehouse of horror equals movie parodies yeah i don't understand like why that is because i think that you know they come up with creative storylines all the time all season long why wouldn't you just push yourself to do at least one segment that's an original idea yeah there's something i don't know and i wonder if it's just for ease of you know well let's put it let's put our money where our mouth is let's let's pitch a a treehouse of horror segment to each other um what would you like to see even if it's like a movie or like a genre of horror you'd like to check out I would love to see a lot more um, historical, like regional ghost story, like references. Like Mm -hmm. I would love to, like there was one episode where they did um, like a Sherlock Holmes, but it's in London at the time of like Jack the Ripper. Mm -hmm. I like, I like seeing them in historical settings and like, it's almost, (laughs) this is like really sad to say, but it's like, you can kind of learn something from it. Well, I hope it inspires you to go to real research on exactly. Uh, Let's put it that way. Encourage that. Yes, and I think that, like, um, like I said before, like I love, I love the Raven, and I love them touching on like classic horror literature and kind of like pulling from that. Like, I'd love to see them do something with like an H.P. Lovecraft story or like. um, I mean, Homer did eat Cthulhu not too long. That is true, but that episode was kind of it was kind of lame. That wasn't even a full segment. That was just the opening bit. That's true, and they were in like a New England, like Providence type town. So I, I can't, I should shut up about that because that is true. They did hit that. Um, but yeah, I would love to see more, more things that are kind of um they're less trending if you will like I feel like you know their parodies worked in the past because they were pulling from things that are hands down you are are timeless right like even if kids have never seen Bram Stoker's Dracula 
they're gonna know what Dracula is just through osmosis for the rest of like all time, I believe, right? Mm. Like if it's lasted this long and we all know what Dracula is, I'm gonna believe that in the, like our future generations will also know what Dracula is, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, like who's thinking about Mr. and Mrs. Smith anymore, you know? Yeah, like, like, yeah, that's like, cause that's lame when they don't do like, have so anything to do. like they did the Kingsman thing. Was that last year? But I think that was just an excuse to just kill everybody. Yeah, and like to be fair, I had I watched the Kingsman recently, and there is a whole scene that's actually really amazing. I don't know if you've have you seen it. It's been a minute since I've seen it. So there's like the scene where he's in the church, and it's like a one. I forget what they call it in film, but it's like a one sequence. Like they didn't stop and edit it. Uh, okay. One one take. One take killing like yeah. all of the people in the church, and it's like pretty crazy. And no, like, that's a really cool movie, but like, yeah. and I love Spider Verse, but like. Yeah, but it's not, I don't want to see a Treehouse of Horror Spider-Verse. I love Spider, I would like to see, like, what if it's just a normal episode of Homer? Yeah, Yeah, and it's something to point out, they have gotten kind of weird and experimental in some of their episodes. Like, they did a whole one in Lego. I did love that one, I love that Um, one. (laughs) I didn't like their Lego designs, they looked really weird. They did look funny, but I I love the Lego movie, so I was just, like, really jazzed about it. (laughs) So I love that Millhouse was one of the master builders. Yeah. Um, Um, but yeah, I think that like, if you're going to pull from pop culture, you need to be very, um, very choosy. I think like, I Mm. think picking things like, you know, like I think picking the exorcist or invasion of the body centers, like those are, those are good. But like, why are you then going to pick, um, you know, like the toy story, toy story, or, you know, like twilight like that's gonna date it don't pick things that are gonna date it yeah and there's something not to say that and toy story i think will be a time it is a timeless movie mm-hmm. and we'll stand a test of time but i don't think it's something worth no doing a treehouse of horror segment on no. who knows maybe it'll be amazing and i'll have to eat my words uh when we watch it but true, true. i mean you know i think but, but they, like, they also did do a superhero episode remember when like yeah. the desperately zeking xena yeah <laughs> like bart and lisa get like xerox and become superheroes when well, even as a kid i thought that was kind of lame yeah yeah i mean i like that one because i love comic book guy i love to yeah. hate him um <laughs> no offense scott he, you're he not like a little he hits a little too close to home sometimes yeah yeah i, I imagine <laughs> yeah um <laughs> um but yeah i think that i m- some of my favorite ones are are his like the historical kind of like classic i love seeing those and i would love to see a lot more of that yeah i'm trying to think like you, you mentioned like more regional kind of monsters and stuff like I, i'm also really into cryptozoology so like i would love if they did like yeah. a, a wendigo type thing mm-hmm. or like a, of course i would love a jersey devil one but oh, that would be amazing like you know even if they're meeting like i guess they sort of did bigfoot in season one or two or whatever it was when they went camping and homer was like seeing his bigfoot but that wasn't treehouse of horror that was a normal episode but yeah. like, you know i think it'd be fun like maybe or do like a uh if you're going to go because i because i don't want them to do like another dracula story or no. you know because they, they, they've done like frankenstein yeah, we, pastiches but like a monster mash one might be fun that would be cool or even like um what's the what's the uh it was a hannah barbera show no what am i thinking of I don't want to say something that's going to make me sound stupid if I'm wrong. So I'm not going to say it. But I remember one of my favorite um, Scooby-Doo episodes is where they go to the the girls' school. Oh, the, girls school. School. the ghoul school. 
Ghoul School, yeah. I yeah. love Ghoul School. I I think that we should pull more from like classic cartoons too. Like there are some things that like, you know, I I don't know. I guess that's nostalgia talking. So maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just feel like there's better things that they can be pulling their source material from. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, see, I'm, I, I propose we do this segment and I couldn't come up with anything that I really want because the things I really want would want, they've kind of already done. Like what? Well, like uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street one, but to be more specific, kind of pop culture. Um, I, they've done a lot of the classic monsters already. Like, if you like, would they do another zombie one? What are they going to do different? Just obviously make Rocking Dead references, you know? Later. So they kind of have done another one. Yeah, they, that's true. They don't really have any like slasher films other than Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, they I was have- thinking about that. Like, there's not really like a Friday 13th. Yeah. Like, that might be fun, like, to go back to Camp Krusty. And make you yeah, focus on the kids. God. You, you know? just wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know they made an episode called Camp Crustier somewhere. Isn't Sideshow Bob there? Do I, I don't remember. I just remember that it happened. Um, I think that actually, I feel like that kind of might be one. But um, I think that might be a Triassic Horror segment. Yeah. But I, I don't remember exactly the details. Camp Crusty. <laughs> I can't. You know, Camp Crusty was supposed to be a movie. Really? <laughs> I'm like, I, I watched that episode. It's a fine episode, but I'm like, I don't see the story here for a whole movie. No, but summer camp movies were really popular at the time. It was like a thing. <laughs> yeah. There's always a bunch of summer camp movies. But yeah, I don't know. I think like um, we have so many interesting pieces of lore in our culture. Like, why not celebrate that a little bit more? I don't know. I, I love the three episode anthology, but like, it might be interesting if they did one where it's like a whole episode because then you can kind of really dig into whatever story you want to set forth i don't know do you think people would riot if they changed the format like that i think that they played with that in i don't it was one of the more recent seasons they did an episode it was right before treehouse of horror and it was a it was a like a normal episode but it was it was on halloween it was a halloween episode but it was a normal episode. It wasn't a Treehouse of Horror. Oh yeah, they never do that because they do Treehouse of Horror. Right. So they did that for one season, and you know, um, I liked it. <laughs> but yeah. I'm also their like target audience. So, um, but I feel like they, I, the three three story arc is so classic, and I think it gives them more it makes them summarize it a lot quicker, which I think is good for people's attention span. But I also feel like maybe they wouldn't get so burned out so easy and like rely on these easy, like go-to kind of like lazy choices because they're not trying to pour so much energy into making sure that they come up with three every time, you know? Yeah, And, and I don't mind like them doing like, say something like Stranger Things, but I needed something like more than just, this is that other thing, but with the Simpsons characters exactly. playing in, in the roles exactly like why wouldn't you i mean i can't i i just watched that one and i don't even remember really what happened like you know like that's not good <laughs> yeah. you know especially when we can sit here and talk about something we watched maybe what 20 years ago and like say the words by heart you know yeah exactly like they're, they're just i don't know i feel like the shows have got the ones have also gotten like I don't want to say dumber, but they've gotten less dense. Mm-hmm. Well, there's mm-hmm. not as much story and jokes going on at the same time. You're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it, it just feels, it, I don't know. For me, the most more recent stuff feels like they're just kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And I get like, I can't really stop doing them at this point. 
But from the beginning, like they've never done them every year because they didn't do one in the first season. They started with season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I think people would be upset if they didn't because it's become a, 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 an annual October Halloween tradition for people. True. But I also feel like people are complaining about it more than they ever have. So like, what do they have to lose? You know what I mean? Like if they just tried it once. And like I said, they did seem to kind of maybe play with that idea with that one episode, but I, it wasn't, um, it didn't have like the fantasy aspect of it that we like love about it, about Treehouse of Horror. So I, I, I would be interested to see if they kind of just like, we're like, you know what, this year we're going to do like a, like a 30 minute Halloween special about like one story. And if you don't like it, we'll go back to the three story arc. And then oh yeah. Uh, and what I meant about that is like, not just tell a Halloween story, but like tell one that's out of continuity. So right. it can be, the characters can be in danger and, and exactly yeah, yeah like I want like a like a move like almost like a one shot like movie type yeah special. and yeah. I think that would force you to not do the parody mm-hmm. because you can't just do like a whole episode that's just Toy Story for some reason right, right. you know yeah I I think um, yeah I think they need to they need to slow down on the parodies and just try to come up with some more original ideas. It's almost like losing its charm. And that's really sad because that's like my favorite thing about the show. It's just it's the so only sad. time I ever come back, but it always feels like they need to do some sort of attention grabbing gimmick. Cause I remember mm-hmm. it was like everywhere. And they're like, sideshow Bob's going to kill Bart. <laughs> so I was like, Oh yeah, I might as well. I was like, whatever, I'll watch it. And I was like, Oh, I don't even remember what else was in that episode. I just remember him killing Bart and then cloning him. So he can just keep killing him forever. <laughs> even remember like which i feel like that was last like six years ago that was a while ago now wow that was like the last one that like kind of cut through like the miasma for me oh yeah season 27 and there was a godzilla one homer zilla you should watch it it's not scary but it's um i I think i did watch it. i just forgot which is crazy because i'm a big godzilla fan yeah it is beautifully animated that one and they really um they take the time to make the town look like a little japanese village it's really cute. yes i do remember that uh, but it's like, but you know what i mean like i i don't remember that i saw that mm-hmm. yeah and that's not good yeah so i would like to see a lot more of that yeah i'm a history nerd apparently <laughs> Yeah, I think I would just, even if they're doing like a, a, an homage or a parody of something, I just want to see more of a, a twist on it where it's not, it's more than just that. Because mm-hmm. I remember they did one where there was like the, the movie Freaks, but like it kind of felt like I had nothing to say. Is that the one where they're the church? The, um... It's like sepia toned the whole time. Yeah, and they're, they're like, like carnival, like Homer's a strong man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's all, all I remember is that they did it. I don't remember what it was, like anything that happened in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe they got their mojo back. But maybe. I mean, I love into the Spider-Verse and I think it'll be fun. I, if they get if they uh if they pick the right alternate versions of Homer, then it could be really hilarious. All right, well, what alternate versions of Homer would you like to see? Because I, I imagine they'll probably make some of them up. I don't think it's gonna just be like Pie Man and No, Pie no, Man. I think I hope they make new ones because or like Homer as a mascot for the baseball team. <laughs> Dancing Homer, that was his name. A really suave, debonair, like James Bond type Homer would be cool. <laughs> but he's like, he seems Dump- really smart and put together, but he's still a bumbling idiot. Double O nut, because he's a donut. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good, Scott. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what I'd want to see. Maybe <laughs> one where he's Herb Powell. 
Homer um, Ham, even though I know that that's from. Oh, they'll probably just make it mix him with Spider Pig. Yeah. Clopper. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. The Simpsons is a show I kind of wish would have ended, if I'm honest with you. I do. I do think that it. Um, it doesn't have a lot longer if they don't kind of like figure it out. Well, also, it's like the voice actors have, have aged so much. But I was thinking about like Apu in their lead up to this, mm-hmm. and like how they had to like get rid of him because he's problematic. But if this was still a product of just the '90s, I think you could kind of write it off. Like I don't think people would be as harsh about that. It was because mm-hmm. he kept showing up in the 2000s and stuff, mm-hmm. which I understand people's uh, problems with him. Of course. I do think Apu is one of the better side characters they ever had. Yeah. He's one of the few that was like, had actual character development right. and would have full, re- like he's only one of the few that felt like a real character. And it's just, it's, it's just a shame that he had kind of a silly voice. I, I kind of, well, I mean, I feel like they could have handled it in a way where they just changed the voice and like commented on the fact and kind of like played a joke on like well, they could have played it like he's been in america for so long like he yeah. lost more of his accent i feel like he doesn't have to disappear altogether yeah i think the way they handled it was not great like they mm-hmm. made some stupid joke in the show about apu not existing anymore i'm like i would have been better if you just didn't call him out at all but like he played such a pivotal role like he's one of the reasons lisa's a vegetarian yeah like i don't know it, Apu. <laughs> character I miss. But now that you bring now that we're bringing him up, he never shows up at any of the Halloween. He doesn't. Stuff. I was just thinking. Oh, yeah. Um, the toupee one. Oh yes, he does get killed in the hell toupee is what it's hell called. Hell That's it. hell toupee. Yeah. I, that yeah. one was one I was thinking about putting on my honorable mentions, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that is good. But uh, yeah, that's the only time I think he ever factors into any of the specials, other than maybe being a background person and like group shots and stuff oh and i think he's one of the mutants in omega man but I don't think oh he yeah has- i think he is too but i don't think he says a whole lot because yeah. i remember like wiggum mr burns lenny and carl mo i remember those ones being mutants and talking and skinner skinner's one. skinner yeah too yeah <laughs> i think flanders was as well yeah he was i don't think he's i think that- he's the one that tries preaching like peace at the end and then they murder them yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, so we've talked about this goofy cartoon for like two hours now. Amazing. Yeah, and I'm sure we could keep going forever. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm going to need time to edit this and go to sleep at some point, so we'll probably cut it here. Um, thank you so much for uh, joining me, Kayla. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. <laughs> I know uh, to let people know a little bit behind the scenes, we have been discussing a way to try to talk about The Simpsons forever on the show because it's such a massive thing that's still going it's like how do you do it and then you had the ideas like let's talk about trios of horror for halloween perfect i want to do halloween related stuff all month mm-hmm. and we, we might come back and with other ways to chop up the simpsons into a little more digestible bites because we could talk about it forever and a lot of it would deteriorate into just us quoting it and i want to try to avoid that a little bit if we can and talk talk yeah. a little more substantially you know to show that we're not just watching the show and parroting it back you know we, we actually think about it. <laughs> it there's a lot to think about yeah. <laughs> it, it is an intelligent show at yeah. least it's no it is it's 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 intelligent low and lowbrow at the same time yes, it's it's that's the beauty of it <laughs> yeah it's it's great um but yeah i think that'll do us for this week uh kayla where can they find you again 
They can find me on Instagram at Star Savior Bunny or at This Is Radio Flash. And we have some copies of your comic, Star Savior Bunny, at the store. Um, so you can find us at levelupentertainment.com. Um, and from there, it's links to everything you need to see, including our social media. I don't feel like listing them all out. <laughs> but, but my analytics show, most people don't listen to the ends of the episode. So it's all good. Um, so join us next week. I think we're going to be talking about Friday the 13th. Um, so, uh, so until next time, then be safe.